You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. What's going on, U.S. Cellular customers? I've got good news, so don't hit skip, at least not yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What is Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like $1,200 off any phone plus $300 off any tablet. No, I didn't just misread that. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular exclusive offers just for you, just to say thank you. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get $1,200 off any phone plus $300 off any tablet. Terms apply. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us at Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. We've got Emilio, uh, who was in here just a second ago. He's actually folding some laundry, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> Take that man card. No, I'm just kidding. Ain't nothing wrong with, that. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with folding a little laundry, man. You got to stay... Stay in the good graces of the uh, of the lady friend, the queen of the castle there. But uh, he'll be with us here in just a second. Tim, how was your day, buddy? You uh, you still shoveling snow? Did it lighten up? What's going no, on? No, man, I'm all good now. I got it done. <laughs> we uh, I wanted to get it off the driveway before it froze because I think the temperature dropped like 20 degrees, or it's, at least it's going to drop 20 degrees. But uh, no, the snow kind of stopped, but um, it looks good out there. It's, you know, winter's here officially. Yeah, no doubt. Two over this in the chat said this chat looks like up dog to me. What's up, dog? <laughs> anyway, some of y'all got that. Um, we got we to dandy- get that clip. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> we got a dandy brewing man um, here in Philly. Been been pouring the rain the entire game, cold rain, and uh, they're in overtime right now. Looks like they just dropped a pass here. AJ Brown dropped it, or they actually, uh, yeah, knocked it out of his hands. So. Essentially, it's overtime. Buffalo's already kicked the field goal. Philly's trying to get in field goal range, and I think this is going to trigger a fourth down here. So we got a dandy brewing there. That's two of the two of the better teams in the league. Obviously, Philly. I think we all feel comfortable saying that's the best team in the league right now. I mean, what they're doing is pretty impressive. We were watching the game earlier, um, you know, eating a little dinner and watching them run that brotherly shove, and people jumping on the pile and their legs going straight up in the air, and Kelsey just moving the whole thing is just. 
it is absolutely amazing to him what they're doing, man. Yeah, man. That team just uh, – they know how to get it done, man. When they need yards, they get them. When they need scores, they get them. I mean, I was watching this game earlier. It looked like, you know, Buffalo was going to kind of separate themselves a little bit at one point. And, uh, you know, Philly never – never let themselves get out of that game. That's why they're still battling right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Got Zane in the house. Got Omer in here. Like I said, too old for this. Red Mo. All kinds of folks hanging out in here. Look at this. Jennifer Ride in the house says, hi. Hi, all. Finally catching a live one. Good stuff, Jennifer. Glad to have you for sure. Um, let's do this. Let's kind of dive into a little bit of Packers talk. We're going to wrap up by going around the league and giving you guys updates on scores and kind of see what the standings, the updated standings look like. And it's uh, it's starting to – the anything that could have went good for the Packers today went good for the Packers, which is absolutely awesome. Of course, we're going to be tuned into the Monday Night Football game tomorrow night uh, between the Bears and the Vikings. But I'm trying not to look back at this screen and be too much of a distraction, Tim. But I'm telling <laughs> you, man, this is heck of a ball game here. Um, so let's talk about uh, an article that Paul Brettel wrote. Um he uh, and you guys go check it out. Make sure you check it out. Packers Wire. Looks like we got Emilio back in here now. All right, we got the three amigos in full force here. So Paul Brettel uh, wrote an article over at PackersWire.usatoday.com. Uh, Make sure you guys go check it out. The tweet he put out says attacking the middle of the field is a key element of the Lafleur offense, and Love has been lights out doing so the last four games. He's forty-five of fifty-nine on passes. That's seventy-six point two percent. For 604 yards, 10.2 yards per attempt with two touchdowns and one interception per PFF. So obviously attacking the middle of the field, um, something you want to do. You know, we, we drew that play up earlier and talked about how, you know, the, uh, the the non-fade there to Christian Watson for the touchdown. You know, obviously that was the, the middle field close beater. If you had a middle field open there. You're going to be attacking the field with that slot cross concept, that that you know the the slot coming across on the climb, um, that type of thing. Obviously, running drive concepts. The big concepts that I've noticed this year, guys, is wolf concepts, which is basically an out with a corner over top of it on one side of the field. Slot cross, which is like I said, a middle field uh, attacking play where you've got the inside receiver running a climb route with the backside running a dig right right on his tail. Um, and uh, those are the two big things I've noticed. You notice a little bit of smash concept. You've seen a little bit of dagger. You've seen a little bit of snag. And there's choice routes mixed all in between. But what Paul points out here, Tim, about them attacking the middle of the field, man, it's absolutely huge in this offense because what it's going to do for so many years, people prepare to play Green Bay. They tried to snug up on the boundaries because Aaron Rodgers would drop that laser in on the sidelines, those back shoulder throws, those quick out routes, the double moves coming back to a little hitch, a little comeback. But uh, pretty exciting stuff here, Tim, seeing them attack the middle of the field, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. And we have the tools uh, to do it. You know, we've got some um, some pass catchers on this offense that are uh, developing quite nicely, whether that's, um, you know, guys like Tay Wicks. Uh, Malik Heath was impressive over the middle in that Detroit game, um, made a couple of really nice grabs in traffic. And then, of course, our tight ends, you know, when we get Musgrave back uh, eventually, hopefully, and, um, you know, He's, his future looks bright. And Tucker Kraft, you know, really stepping up, doing the little things you got to do to get yourself on the field um, as a rookie and um, showing that he can, uh, you know, do a little bit of everything, which is what we need our tight ends to do in this in this offense. You got to be able to block. You know, you, you got to be useful in the running game and, and certainly stretching the field and making those uh, contested catches over the middle. But, you know, and Jordan has no hesitation whatsoever with those throws. Um, he almost prefers it. I think he, he likes threading that needle um, 
and, and getting uh, receivers in open space and just hitting them. So, yeah, man, attacking the middle of the field is, um, you know, something different. You know, a lot of people used to say Aaron didn't do that. We all know that that's not true because we right. can go through we can go through his career and see tons of laser beams over the middle. Um, Aaron was just hyper selective about when he was going to take those risks. And um, I think you see some of that transferring to Jordan's game, you know, being the understudy. Um, you know, it's not it's one thing to force a ball and it's another thing to place one in there uh, with good timing and some good zip on it. So uh, and, and we saw that a couple times Sunday and I hope we uh, continue to see it going forward. Yeah, same. Uh, another concept that they like to run, Emilio, is where they'll kind of they'll kind of come out of these two wide receiver sets with the with the snug look. Right. They'll have like a, uh, a 12 nasty balance right. and they'll have the the wide receivers will kind of run a little short inside tech. It almost looks like they're going to bend it out like a corner. And at the last second, they both sit at about 12 yards. You've seen Tay Wicks make a living off of that mm-hmm. this year. But uh, that I would consider across the middle of the field as well. That's a concept they really like to use to try to put stress on the off or stretch on the stress on the defense, getting them going a little bit vertical and then hitting that comeback, that curl deep there. But what do you think about the middle of the field, man? It's pretty, uh, pretty exciting stuff, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, those, those digs, I absolutely love seeing the, you know, five yard, 10 yard, 15 yard, he's hitting 20 yard digs. You know, we didn't see it all the time with Aaron. Um, it, it's definitely exciting to see uh, that, that that's coming through and, and that the route that you were just talking about there. What I like about that is the receivers always know where they're going. You saw it in that snow game yesterday. The offense knows where they're going. As long as we're clean, crisp and, you know, sharp on our routes, we can still get a step. Um, and then, you know, it's up to Jordan to kind of read, hey, how many steps does he have coming up to that DB? Um, and then you know, are we going to work it work it through the up the middle there? But um, I, I do love it, man. And it uh, complements, you know, everything about it. If, if we're not one-dimensional, uh, it's going to be a lot harder to try to stop us. And um, it's exciting, man. Definitely. Um, 2-0 for this in the chat said Eagles win. So it was a Jalen Hurts keeper in overtime. Shocking. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. but that dude is—he is a lot of fun to watch, man. What a what a specimen out there playing quarterback and class act guy. One of the one of the guys that you know when when the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the Aaron Rodgers as they get older, you think, okay, who's going to kind of take over the league? Obviously, Pat Mahomes is there. Joe Burrow was there, and he kind of took a step back with the injuries. Just the injuries. He's starting to hit a little bit of a wall. Who knows? But uh, Josh Allen, everybody gets excited over Josh Allen every year. Then he absolutely craps the bed mm-hmm. and uh, throws a ton of picks, right? Jalen Hurts is one of those guys. It's like, man, I really like the way that dude carries himself. Um, that's someone who can who can kind of be the face of the league for a long time to come if uh, if he continues trending in the right direction for sure. Um, something else that Paul Brettel wrote over at Packers Wire, make sure you go check this one out too. And uh, the Twitter headline said, want to talk about efficient? Malik Heath ran just five routes on Thursday caught four passes for 46 yards. That's a whopping 9.2 yards per route run. Um, we're on Heath's performance here as he helped fill in for Wicks. So obviously the offense didn't miss a beat. Some would argue that it actually picked up a little bit, um, but only ran five routes and caught four balls. What's that tell you about Jordan Love's faith in, uh, in Malik Heath, Tim? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like I said, without hesitation, right? He's letting that that throw go right away and you know that's really due to Malik running those routes properly and no like you said receivers know where they're supposed to go when they're running the route properly and you know really Jordan's just got to trust his read and and get that ball out in time you know we saw a lot of those throws that are starting to look like that now you know the receiver's just coming out of his his move and the ball's out and it's going to where he's going to be not where he is you know early in the season we saw a lot of balls behind guys 
you know, up on the shoulder, down at the hip. Now they're getting out. They're getting in rhythm in time. And, you know, what can we say about Malik Heath, man? He's just – he's a physical receiver, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the, the physical attributes that he brings um, to the position are kind of overlooked. He's kind of looked at as just another one of these role players. But I really see him having a bright future, man. And, and I'm not just saying that because he was one of my, my training camp picks. But, um, man, Malik Heath is developing really nicely. And uh, – to have to lose a guy like uh Devon or excuse me uh Dontavian Wicks that is so electric um and to see Malik Heath come come in and just pick us up you know and it's like fill that role that's exactly what we talk about with next man up you know it's mm-hmm. called a depth chart for a reason and you want to you want to have depth and uh it looks like we have some depth at least in that wide receiver room for sure uh with players like Malik Heath definitely so when you think about it Emilio he only ran five routes and he was the second leading receiver on the team Sunday. Christian Watson, obviously, five catches for 94 yards and a tutter. Malik Heath, four catches for 46 yards, averaging 11.5. Um, and uh, his long was 16 there. Four targets, four catches, five routes ran. Um, pretty exciting stuff, man, to think about. You know, you could tell the defenses are trying to take Romeo Dobbs away, and they did it pretty successfully. They tried to take Jaden Reed away, too. However, uh, you could see uh, Jordan Love basically stuck that ball right in his sternum and didn't give him an option but to catch it, right? So, for that time. But uh, what do you think about Malik Heath, man? You know what gets me excited is hey, go back to that picture real quick. Yeah, man. And if you take what Paul has here, a whopping 9.2 yards per play and the average of the 11.5, that picture tells it all right there. He's bringing us first downs, and that's what this team needs to be successful if we stop. You know, if we get stopped on third down, you see what happens. We crumble. We, we start to we start to ball up. It's not, you know, when we're moving the ball, I love that first drive, man. When we move the ball down the field, when we get third downs, when we when we move those chains, this team's different. And I yeah. feel like Malik Keys is kind of one of them, you know, two shoulder rolls forwards kind of guy um, and and just wants to wants to ball out. Um, I still got to uh, try to find the the four uh, run blocking plays he had to get him at what he was he 94 or 96 and run blocking mm-hmm. so uh i'm guessing somebody went to the cooler yeah, i just got to find it so that we can clip it and, and watch it over and over but i tell you you know what he does remind me of uh another guy used to wear 18 here in green bay sometimes Uh-oh. you know Uh-oh. that uh kentucky wildcat uh mr Cobby, who was uh, a weapon for us on third down for sure and uh, i see Malik Heath kind of being that dude right now Tim over here after my heart tonight, boy. Those cats, they, uh, those cats took care of business. I mean, you world. remember that stretch, right, Clayton? It's like, oh, third and six or, you know, oh, yeah. third and eight, third and four. We need we need a first down. Where are we going? And it's where's, like. Where's Cobby? You know, yep. Yeah. And he's where he, exactly where he's supposed to be, right? Yeah. In his assignment. You know, one of the things Randall was always really good at, too, was selling the block, making it look like I'm, you know, I'm not running a route. And then I'd release off, you know, he releases off the block for a catch and he's just suddenly open just outsmarting uh, the, the defenders. You know, that's another and, thing when, when you talk about Cobb is his uh, football IQ. And so when you look at players like Heath and Wicks and these guys, Jaden Reed comes to mind, who as rookies, their their football IQ seems to – their baseline is higher than we've seen, you know, with the typical receivers uh, coming out of college. So it's a lot to be excited about with guys right. like Heath. And to that blocking point, Tim – the way he run blocks, the way he goes at it, it, it's like a Lazard, you know, how we got it, how we were able to, he's not built like Lazard, but how we were able to get away with, you know, short motion, short motion, crack block. Nope. I'm slipping and it's a crosser. And you know, the, the defense bites on that. 
so that's just another element of the game that Matt can kind of sprinkle back in, you know, once, once, you know, he kind of can step into that or Wicks or whoever it is. But um, the fact that they do like to, you know, everyone wants to help everyone succeed, you know, wide receivers can't take plays off when, when, you know, we're running a run play, even if it's complete far side of the field, you never know if he's going to cut it back and you're the one block that would spring him. Um, so uh, I, I just love, I like their effort out there. Definitely. Uh, AFAM says here in the chat, what separates Heath is his intensity, plays with the correct type of chip on the shoulder, doesn't show anyone up, but he gets uh, he gets hopped after a big catch. We need that in Green Bay because half the time our crowd, oh, Lordy taking shots at the crowd, is frozen and or is now. Come on. Come on. We can't be calling out the gold packagers, all right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Get a war started in here, man. I'm telling you right now. We've uh, we've been down this road before. Hey, the gold package showed up for the Chargers game, guys. They sure, That's the truth. They sure did. Finally, yeah. <laughs> out here trying to make me bad mouth the Milwaukee fans, and I'm just gonna tell you, I'm not going to. So quit asking. I'm from Milwaukee, though. I might be able to get away with it, right? You know. Oh right? yeah. You, I get. I can talk about it, but you can't, right? It's like me, man. I make. I make fun of back home them having Mountain doing the baby bottles, but somebody else says something. Uh-uh. Yeah, boy, it's a problem, oh, right? That's right. right. Let's see. 2-0 for this in the chat says, I love Heath because he's willing to do what needs to be done, and it isn't in it for the glory to himself, true team player. Hey, when Emilio pointed out him blocking them to the water cooler in the preseason, that's when I was sold, man. That was the preseason, right? Am I thinking right, Emilio? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it, man. That's what you love to see. You know, it's like we talked about that with when we talk about McAfee. You know what I mean? Like how Pat McAfee is just like, oh, you know, a special teams guy, a punter. It's like, no, that dude's a football oh, yeah. player. Like, I don't care what up. position he plays. He's a football player. Right. And that's what Malik Heath is. He's a dog. He's a football player. And uh, you want to see that, that intensity and that approach to the game is, you know, that was very well put too. You know, like you want to play under control, but you want to be intense and you want to bring that energy, you know, each and every snap. And Malik Heath certainly does that. I don't see him. He's not one of those guys who takes a snap off when it's uh you know, time to run block or something like that. You know, he's no. taking it serious. Not at all. And 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 uh, you bet you bet it. If if Rich asked him to go out there and be a gunner, he'd be oh, the yeah. first one out there to line up and go crack his call. You know, yep. that's love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. In a heartbeat, A fam in here says, "Hi, I'm from Milwaukee." So yeah. okay, good. we got the pass then. Me and A fam, yeah. we can we can talk about the gold packagers. Just I'll, I'll say this, please. Please, please stop doing the wave when we have – I mean, we can just go ahead and stop doing the wave altogether, guys. It is not yeah. 1984. Nobody, yeah, nobody goes to a football game and go, hey, I can't wait for the wave. Yeah, like, dude. You doing? can't even see it on TV. Especially on offense, though. I mean, can you imagine you're, we're in the red zone and you're, you're at home and you're, you're trying to get a tutter? And you got the wave. Yeah. And you're just staring across the line, looking at the wave. Yeah. And it's like, come on, guys. That's the one thing I'll say about the gold package. Um crowd is they they're a little bit more uh, uh you know the type to to do the wave at the <laughs> most inopportune time as possible yeah, bro i'll tell you like there's they're never in sync they have no like we know you don't have rhythm you see your haircut hoss sit down <laughs> stop please we know you have zero swag whatsoever or whatever what's it they're saying now it riz is that what they're saying now the uh, the i don't kid. even know i can't even keep up Milio, how old are you man me, I'm 27. He's the oldest 27. Got a Bambino in the crew here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, All man. right, 
say a thank you and congratulations to Jennifer Rock, new member of the PTA Posse, our YouTube member group. And just for you guys know, just so you guys know, if uh, if you join that group, we give away autograph memorabilia all year long. Uh, this next game coming up Sunday, we're going to be doing a drawing for an autographed Dorsey Eleven jersey. So uh, make sure you guys, uh, if it's something you're interested in, make sure you get membership active um, before. We uh, before midnight Saturday night, uh, you know, obviously the Saturday before the game. That way we can get your name on the wheel. We may try something different this week to make it easier on me. I was looking for something like 200 and some names, boys. It's going to nice. be wow. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, but again, it was, it was Joyce, right? Joyce gifted a bunch mm -hmm. of members. So, um, yeah. But awesome. Yeah, everybody welcome her in. Chad Inc. says, welcome, welcome to the posse. Jennifer, glad to have you. If you guys would, too, take a second and hit that like button for us so other Packer fans can find this podcast as well. Paul Brittle also wrote another article. This was exciting stuff. Just as I began to dog Jonathan Owens, he showed up on Sunday or on Thursday, rather. Yeah, Paul Brittle writes uh, in his tweet here, Jonathan Owens was flying around on Thursday outside of his touchdown. Eight of his tackles can just in the run game. Eight of his tackles were in the run game. You know, most of the time, safeties guys, they're tackling a pass catcher. Maybe hit a slant in front of them. They're just dragging them down, that type of thing. In the run game, it's absolutely huge. It shows how aggressive they were being with the safeties, too, although I know Joe Barry doesn't do that. Uh, four run stops were the most. His average depth of tackle was 3.7 yards. Quote, fast and physical, you want to bring an attitude. More from Owens here. You can check out that article from Paul Brettel over at PackersWire.usatoday.com. Um, when you look at the box score, obviously he led the way with 12 tackles, eight of those being solo, one tackle for a loss, and obviously had the tutter on the fumble recovery. Seemed like a natural out there on Thursday, Tim. It was nice to see too, man, because like I said, we've been pretty hard on him. Um, and it was it was really cool to see him step up. When you look at the PFF grade, PFF agreed 71.3. That's by far the highest grade he's had all year, to the best of my knowledge. Played 84 snaps. Pretty sure that was every single defensive snap. Never came off the field. Run defense grade of 70.6. Tackle grade of 75.2. That's why you got him. And the coverage grade was the uh, the pleasant surprise at 67.1. But what do you think about J.O. out there making stuff happen, Tim? I'm, I'm happy because, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. This is what he was brought here to do. Okay? Mm -hmm. He was he was a contingency point for Darnell Savage. and Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. You know, in the hobby, it's not easy of being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We always hype ourselves up thinking we're going to get some kind of a mint signed Jordan Love card or something. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, is all just a shot in the dark. That is until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, I finally feel like I know what I'm getting. I don't know if you saw the video me and my son did. That was us on ArenaClub.com looking for new cards for my kid. Still on our YouTube channel. You should check it out. They have an incredible website. 
Slab packs are way better than mystery packs. Immediately after your pulls, they put your cards safe in a vault. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club's got the card collection platform that you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. That is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. What's going on, U.S. Cellular customers? I've got good news, so don't hit skip, at least not yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What is Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks. Like $1,200 off any phone, plus $300 off any tablet. No, I didn't just misread that. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thank you. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get $1,200 off any phone, plus $300 off any tablet. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, exactly what happened, happened. We, we lost Savage here. And, you know, J.O. was the guy who had to step up. And, you know, he was brought in here to be a tackler, to be physical, to bring that to bring that demeanor and that attitude to our secondary. Um, and we finally we finally saw it, right, consistently throughout a whole game. And, um, you know, if this continues, we're going to we're going to see who this Packers team really is. Like, I feel like what we saw on Thursday was like, OK, this is this is a team that we're building, right? We're not collecting talent. We're, we're building a team, right? And when you see so many guys executing, you know, doing the job, not making massive mistakes, you know, it's one thing to be a safety and fly around and be physical. You know, it's another thing to do that under control and hit your target and bring guys down, be effective in the run game. You know, I think uh, these offenses are starting to realize they have to respect that. If we, if we drop J.O. down into the box, you know, or we go that big nickel sometimes, or even if he's just that help, you know, they got to account for him. And um, I'm just so happy to see him go off like that. You know, we, we joked about it, Clayton, like soon as we, soon as we drag a player a little bit, uh, it's, it's like instantly get proven to be morons. And, and I will happily be a moron all the way to another victory. So <laughs> we can ride this all day long. But, um, you know, and the other thing, man, you can't say this enough keeping your head in the game in a moment and finishing that play. You know, we, we had a, a play very similar against the Steelers that, uh, you know, came back. We kind of got cheated out of a, out of a um, turnover. And, um, you know, that didn't happen this time. But, you know, you, you play till you hear the whistle or, hell, you, you keep playing even if you hear one. You just right. kind of act like you didn't hear one. And, you know, Dale picking that ball up and taking it to the house is just smart football. And, um, you know, you can coach that up, but there are certain guys that have that. They just have a natural ability for keeping their head in the game situationally, knowing what's going on and uh, knowing where they are and where the ball is. And, you know, just a great effort all around from J.L. I hope it continues. I hope this is one of those things where we start to see the, the fluctuation of the performance. Um, you know, we've been asking him to do more. He said he played a lot more snaps, right? Probably the most snaps he's played all year. You know, so maybe the more he sees the field now, this consistent rollback there, the more comfortable he's getting and, you know, can pin his ears back and, and really go ahead and, and do what, what, like I said, what he was brought here to do, which is, 
you know, go, go cracks heads, man. <laughs> so I love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and appreciate everybody in chat letting us know. They said the audio was choppy. Just so you guys know, um, I'm showing no connection issue at all. I've got a, a link here or a, a section of my broadcast in my, on my end that shows me when the connection is bad. Showing perfect connection. Tim, uh, Emilio, I hear you guys fine. So it's got to be on the YouTube side. So the audio of this on the podcast hopefully will be fine. Usually if I hear it, that's what's going on the audio. So I imagine it must be the app or something. But I appreciate you guys letting us know. Paul Robertson said, Clayton's wife on too many shopping sites, which is why the feed is slower than normal. Hashtag Black Friday, hashtag Cyber Monday. You guys probably yep. lighting it up. She's ready for tomorrow, I'm telling you right now. Only day out of the year she'll wake up before 11 o'clock. Cyber, should we just say Cyber <laughs> Mandy? Oh. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Hashtag. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, I like that, The cart's already full. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, you know it, dude. There's so many carts full right now, bro. Man, Mandy's going, what, what do you mean? It, you can't fill up a cart. You just keep <laughs> filling it. Yeah. Just get full. Jennifer Rett says, thanks. Been listening for a while. and love the X's and O's breakdown. Can't get enough of this team. Appreciate you, Jennifer. Thank you so much for the kind words and the support. We appreciate it. Um, Amelia, what do you think of J.O., man? It's nice having a safety that's uh, that's kind of playing top down for once, right, and filling those runs. That's it. And you know what got me excited was, again, go back to the picture where his arms they're wrapped up around both of the legs we're you know we're chopping them down we're not gonna we're not gonna just throw shoulders that doesn't do anything you're gonna get hurt get your head you know get your head up out of the way you know neck to the side and wrap up and tackle somebody and you see it right there and leading with 12 eight solo um and, and we've just needed you know uh, some type of veteran we don't have jair out there we needed a veteran leader we need something you know, to uh, you know, the young guys are they're they're keeping it together, but um, you know, we need something to kind of you know cap it off and kind of you know, hey, I've seen this before, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and just be a little bit more instinctual. And uh, and he he showed it, and we just need to keep seeing it because uh, that was a hey, we we might have to tip our hat. That might have been a good snag. Um, yeah. So yeah, we let's hope he continues to progress because, like I said, he's been bad most of the year, but mm -hmm. man. Kudos to him. He's one of the big reasons, if not the biggest reason, they won that game. If he doesn't scoop and score on that that fumble recovery, man, who knows how that game turns out here. Omer in the chat says, think Clayton spilled the big cup of diesel on that keyboard, Paul. Nah, you man, sure I, about that? Yeah, I'm about you finished sure with mine. Over you know it's oh. a good you know it's a good cup of coffee when you get down to the last string of sludge in the bottom. You know what I'm talking about. You gotta that. swirl it to get yeah, it out of the gristle. Yeah. That's, that's the stage we're at right now. Look at me looking all through for the But you know, going back to that play, we had it happen to us last week where they blew it early. They weren't gonna let that happen again, or else we probably would have, you know, flipped tables in Detroit because if they blew that dead right there and we that touchdown was taken away. You know, you know, you have no idea what would have happened the rest of the game. You know, so awesome. It sounds like the uh, it sounds like the audio is coming in. Lou, I swear, we got a bunch of damn comedians in here. I love it, man. Absolutely love. It. What's up, Carly? We got Carly in the house now. We got a full full house in here this evening. Hopefully that uh, that audio continues to straighten up for us. So let's see uh, what else we got here. Let's go. Since we're talking about defense, let's kind of talk about where they ranked coming into this, uh, this Sunday of football here. So uh, NFL team appointed opponents points per play. Okay. Or per game. I'm sorry. So this is the amount of points. These teams defenses are giving up per game. Green Bay currently sits 10th. 
at 20.4, okay? Over the last three, they've given up 21.7. Just to kind of give you guys an idea of how they play on the road and away. Uh, on the road, um, I'm sorry, on the on the road and at home. Um, on the road, they're giving up 21 points per game and uh, at home, 19.6. So a little bit better on defense at home. That'll help uh, against the Chiefs, obviously. We're going to need all the help we can get there with that that power-packed offense. When you talk about points per play, Green Bay rises to number seven at .309. Now, if you'll notice, Kansas City's sitting third. We talked about that on Good Morning Lambeau. And then on points per game, they're third as well. So uh, when it comes to this defense, boys, I was told I wasn't allowed to uh, even talk about it or mention they're a top-10 defense until we got through this three-game stretch here. We're two games in. It seems to be holding pretty firm. Uh, put some respect on on Joe Barry's name, right, Tim? Yeah, you know, I mean, if we win a Super Bowl, you think people will put some respect on his name? Like, is that what it's going to take? Do we have Do we have to win out and win a Super Bowl? To yeah. you know, like, because I it, to 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 watch this team this year and even looking last year and to think that these are scheme related issues, you know. And, and here's the other thing, you know, these fire Joe Barry people. I mean, the, the man's literally addressed everything you've complained about you wanted man coverage we're peppering in man you want us closer to the line on third and short we're closer to the line you know we brought in coach williams to work with our dbs to play more physical and up closer press coverage for this reason so and now you're seeing the changes adjustments in game being made getting the best out of your players putting the best personnel on the field that we have to work with and putting them in a, a position to make plays and we have seen this time and time again the inconsistency was the execution from our players and players were not making plays now we're seeing guys making plays that's not a that's not a change in the system that's guys Mm -hmm. executing the game plan and doing their jobs out there and that's the change that we've really seen so you know i'm i'm with you clayton put some put some speck on that man's name there and uh (laughs) I tell you, man, the few interactions I've had with Coach Barry in person, man, that is a dude that's happy to to be here, excited about being a football coach, and uh, absolutely passionate about what he does. Um, and you know, I'm pretty sure Joe Barry knows his own track record. He knows these struggles that he's had throughout his career. You know, I agree with you, Clayton. He's not an elite level defensive mind, I, I guess, right? But man, does this guy know how to start putting a game plan together now and uh, using the squad that we have out there? The boys looked really good. Um, on Thursday, and, and they're going to look really good this Sunday too as well. So uh, put that speck on Mr. Barry's name, will you? <laughs> 2-0 for this in the chat. says, Preston Smith looked good in coverage. People only noticed because he was lined up on a receiver who cooks the best corners in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so true, and I've seen, uh, once again, seen our boy uh, T.J. Watt in coverage uh, this, uh, this last week here again. It's just something that it comes with the territory of playing 34, man. You know, it's going to yeah. happen. Um, and in most cases, you're doing it because you're going up against a specific look that you've seen on tape where you know they like to hit a hot on that side. You show those guys in a jam in a jam front where you got uh, three down linemen covering the guards, and then you got your outside edges, your wide nines, whatever, five on the line of scrimmage, drop that guy in the coverage, you take the hot away, you're getting pressure on the back side of that look, whether you got Gary on the left or the right. I love how they're being more and more interchangeable now, too, with Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. It's, it's like as soon as the offensive linemen kind of settle in, then uh, they switch sides on them, right? And we know mm-hmm. blocking different defenders, it, it's, it's, there's a big difference in it, Amelia. I mean, you got it, you, you learn the tendencies. You're setting them up for a specific move. You're going, okay, he hit me with a spin move. He hit me with a dip and rip. All right, now I'm going to be looking for the bull rush. Oh, wait, 
now I'm blocking Preston. Okay, what did he do last? Like that stuff matters, right? Oh, I feel like we haven't you guys feel like we've seen uh Rashawn moved around a little more this year too? Like he's playing right like, and left side a little bit more. We've we've always done it, but it definitely feels like we're seeing more of it this year for sure. Yeah. Try to get him in advantageous looks. You know, what, wh- whatever tackles worse, you know, do you want your best on your best? Do you want worse on best? How, how do you want to set that up? But I do like that he is, you know, feathering in all of that. And I was just going to have you perfect. Have you pull that up? Because <laughs> look, who's at the top right there? Who had a covered snap? Who had two covered snaps, actually? Mm-hmm. You know, Rashawn Gary. En- Enigbari was in there. He had a covered snap. So it, it happens, all right? It's going to happen. People got to get used to it. Clay did it. Everybody does it in a 3-4. Um, it's, it's just that, um, like Tim said, it's exciting that he's able to kind of, uh, crack down and, and those, those game plan schemes are actually starting to work out and, you know, the, the guys are processing it, um, you know, on, off the field, they're going through, they're looking at it, they're looking at tape, they're looking at, um, you know, previous plays. And it's just, um, it's a nice thing to see that with a little bit of, with their work and effort that they're doing every single day behind the scenes where we're just kind of, you know, we're still sitting on the couch, you know, just having some diesel and, uh, you know, just uh, talking it up. But, um, you know, they're they're grinding out there and it's exciting to see that they are, uh, you know, progressing and and making it um, making it known. Definitely AFAM in the chat says if Van Ness can figure out a legitimate spin move, he will be gold. Um, Yeah, Van Ness is raw, man. Van Ness is one of those guys that – He's just going to kind of bring this physical nature to play an outside linebacker. If they try to chip him with a tight end, he's going to do exactly like he did in Pittsburgh and throw that tight end to the backfield. Um, but it's going to take some time for him. Maybe his PFF grade was low this game. Um, we didn't see him flash much other than the fake punt where he made the tackle. And then look, you're probably not going to find a bigger play in the game mm-hmm. on special teams than that one right there because if they convert that fourth down, who knows? how the rest of that game unfolds for sure. But I'm excited about Van Ness. He's, he's, he's right where I expected him to be. If he, if he had come out and won a starting job and already had four sacks, I'd be going, whoa, I'm really surprised. I don't think anyone expected him to just jump in the league and be, you know, lights out. So I'm with you though, AFAM. He's got to, uh, got to, got to create some, uh, some pass rush moves and some moves to work off of those moves as well. There's no doubt about that. So uh, pretty cool. Everybody's uh, recognizing that, uh, that Joyce, uh, gifted all those memberships. So uh, really appreciate her doing that for sure. Here's another one too. This is uh well, first of all, Omer in the chat says best online Packers chat anywhere. PTA posse rocks. You've got them full strength, full house tonight. Good show to catch. Appreciate you being in here, buddy. Uh, AFAM says Carl Brooks is a dude, man, Carl Brooks. And the thing that gets me excited about this, Tim, are those snaps jumping to 31 snaps. I think last game it was like 15 or 20 snaps. They throw them out there and say, you know what? Let's put them on out there a little bit longer. And he performed even more, man. I mean, that the tackle grade obviously could be better, but pass rush 71.6, run defense not shabby, man. 61.2 could be a lot worse mm-hmm. for someone who specializes in pass rush. But that overall defensive grade of 91.5, forcing the fumble, recovering the fumble. I don't know right. if you guys seen that video. I would play it, but I'll get hit with a copyright for Born to Be Wild or whatever it was. Um, whatever, not what Born to Be. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was. Anyway, I did a quick video of Preston Smith doing that spin move. And, uh, and of course, Carl Brooks forcing the fumble. But, um, yeah, Carl Brooks, dude, real deal, man. Real right. deal. Fifth yeah. round, right, out of Bowling Green? Yep. Yeah. I can I can see Jacob smiling right now. Oh, yeah. Jacob, oh, for sure. Jacob, ear Jacob ear. was carrying the, the, the torch for Carl Brooks um, going, going all the way back before the season started. And, you know, Jacob's the one who made me kind of really keep an eye on him throughout camp and watching his development. 
And uh, he called it, man, because this guy is a machine. He's just a monster. And um, he's developing quite nicely. And, you know, the more snaps he gets, more opportunity he's going to have to improve and, and fine-tune that game. So uh, he's got a bright future for sure. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Carl Brooks is uh, – I'm excited to watch him uh, mature for sure. Right, and, um, and uh, on the tackling, if we're getting hats to the ball right now, the tackling doesn't matter. We'll take that – you know, we'll take his performance all day long because um, J.O.'s already back there tackling them anyway so um you know i'm i'm co- i'm cool with that for sure yeah paul robertson in the chat says van ness hasn't shown he's going to be a flop so i'm not concerned he flashes here and there consistency takes a long time to achieve and again we kind of look at that that scale of the 60 pff range right 60 and above for a rookie gen generally says okay that's that's going to be a pretty solid nfl player now you know some people have taken steps back like eric stokes did before he got hurt last year but uh overall you kind of see those guys continue to progress. You've seen it with Jair Alexander. If I remember correctly, his rookie year, he graded out in the 60s. Then I think it was either the, the next year or the year after he was grading out elite. Now, I'm I'm not expecting Van Ness to be elite, but I would love to see him step into the 70s consistently next year. Or who knows, maybe by the end of this year, that would be awesome as well. So um, let's do this. You know, one of the questions that got brought up earlier today um, was uh, Travis Kelsey, right? How do we cover Travis Kelsey? I want to go through some stats real quick. Then we'll talk about how we could tr- cover Travis Kelsey. But a lot of people are overlooking the fact that he's having kind of a down year. Now, I'm not sitting here suggesting that they crack the whip out on him, all right, that he's uh, – that Taylor Swift got him wrapped around that finger. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. hell of a coincidence. They start dating. Mm-hmm. That, that, that play starts to drop a little bit. I'm just saying. But when we look at their receiving – uh, statistics here, okay? This is receiver rating, so it's essentially passer rating when targeting these wide receivers. You can see uh, 26 targets for Jarek McKinnon. That's something to make a note of. That's a running back out of the backfield. That's a lot of targets for a running back, in my opinion. Um, 126.4 is the passer rating when targeting him. Uh, Rasheed Rice, wide receiver, 46 targets. The passer rating for uh, for targeting him is 124.6. Then Travis Kelsey at 109.9. So you see, he's he's not the most efficient target for uh, for Patrick Mahomes this year so far, right? So that's your that's kind of your receiver rating, all right. And if you look at the receivers again, Rasheed Rice, and then you got to go all the way down to MVS, who's eighth at 80.6, then Kadarius Toney at a 79.7. So you see they're not getting a whole lot of production out of their wide receivers as far as efficiency goes. Now, when you go Chiefs yards per target, okay, um, the average yards that they gain when you target this receiver or this tight end, Justin Watson at the top at 9.4, then MVS at 9.2, although the completion percentage is 51.9% to MVS and only 54.3% to Justin Watson. So kind of a low percentage play to go to those guys, even though they're averaging uh, higher yards per target. Rasheed Rice, 9.1. Um, again, Rasheed Rice seems to be the receiver that uh, that's having the most success for um, uh, Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion. So um, when you look at it that way, you got Noah Gray at tight end. Um, 8.6, then Travis Kelsey at 7.9. So he's not even the leading tight end when it comes to yards per attempt. But uh, what do you think, Tim? Um, just kind of taking a, a glance at the uh, the Chiefs' numbers here as far as targets and everything. Yeah, um, a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons when you see them all spread out like this. Um, some better than others. Some uh, being utilized more than others. 
Um, and I'm not just saying this, I'm going to bring up this name, not just because he's my favorite, not Green Bay Packer player right now, but Isaiah Pacheco. Um, we talked about him as, as a threat, as a running back, but, you know, you look at the targets in the, in the passing game here, you know, he's, he's someone they will go to, mm-hmm. um, you know, early and often, I guess would be the term. Um, and he's kind of like a jump starter for, he's like a, a jump starter for their drives a lot of the times, or he's a guy finishing a drive. Um, you know, I think we have to account for that when we, uh, face this Kansas city team, you know, I, I know we don't want to get super in depth into the, the next matchup yet, but, um, you know, I think about, you know, even Edward Solaire, he doesn't get a lot of targets in the past game, but you know, if Kelsey's not a, not a big factor, whether that's because we take him out of this game, you know, with a good scheme and, uh, you know, bracketing, whatever we're going to do against him, or he just has another off day. You know, to see him last week to have the drops he had and to get, you know, stripped and, you know, turning the ball over is just uncharacteristic. I I, got to believe a player like that, you know, it's not going to last for long. Eventually he's going to start looking like his old self again. Hopefully that's a few weeks away and not this weekend. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I, I do. I think we have to uh, you have to respect a guy like Travis Kelsey. But, you know, this this passing attack as a whole, you know, there is an ability for Kansas city to spread the ball around. And, you know, when they do that and their pass catchers are actually catching the passes, they can be dangerous. So, um, you know, we got to be on our a game defensively for sure. Definitely. And the thing that sticks out about Isaiah Pacheco, like you said, look at the on target catch percentage, 96.0 when the ball's on target, his drop percentage to the best of my knowledge with a significant amount, uh, obviously 10 targets or, or uh, 10 targets or more being kind of the qualifier there. He's got the lowest drop percentage at 3.8%. But again, yep. when you look at Kelsey, um, still very efficient as far as on target catch percentage at 91, uh, 91%. I just wanted to point out that his yards per target has gone down significantly. And he's uh, he's definitely not the most efficient uh, target right now, Emilio, when Pat Mahomes is uh, is passing the ball. Right. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's going to be, you know, kind of chasing those big plays or breaking those big plays. Um, but looking at the running backs too, man, they are spinning that ball around. The only one that's not getting it is uh, Edwards Alaire, but um, they're, they're, they're moving it around to the running backs. The wide receivers are kind of getting, you know, a spread out, um, you know, a spread out amount of passes, but uh, I, I think we're going to be all right on Kelsey. It, it really is going to be, um, I think as long as, you know, we, we play our defense, you know, keep to our coverage i think we just kind of got to keep our eye on Mahomes and just sort of keep him reeled in uh and really i think it's going to kind of come down to the d-line and sort of uh um you know staying in those russian lanes but uh have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why and you can see all the terrain around you uh you've got no issue with visibility or anything no everything's pg Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force One. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. 510 is declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I, I think that we got a, a chance to hold Kelsey um, to a, an average day, and I would be perfectly happy with that. We just got to make sure that um, we always get hats to the ball. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then, like, you know, dealing with the guys like Pacheco too, right? He's a yak machine. Mm-hmm. You know, so we talk about the the targeting. You know, if we're going bend, don't break, 
and we're giving up that underneath all day and it's going to Isaiah Pacheco and then he's running rough shot 25 yards up the seam, that's going to be a problem. So we, we, we've got to be prepared for that too, because that's kind of how our defense is designed, you know? So we're going to have to make some adjustments going into this game. Definitely. AFAM in the chat said the Chiefs O-line starting to get shaky. I've seen that a little bit on tape as well. Um, and then he goes on to say the Chiefs will always be in it because of Mahomes' uncanny ability to convert on third downs with his legs. No doubt about that. Now, think of the success that Rashawn Gary and uh, Preston Smith have had getting after the quarterback here lately, too. That's something to think about for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Red Bow in the chat said Chiefs only had 50% third down conversion rate against the Raiders defense today. And I don't know how I don't let's see. I almost said I don't know how their defense ranks. Let's see if they're anywhere in the top part here, real quick. Uh, when you go in, see Vegas. So Vegas is 20th in opponents' points per game. And then I'm sorry, not 20th. What am I talking oh. about? They're uh, 12th. I'm sorry, yeah. 12th. And then in points per play, Vegas is not. So a legit borderline top 10 defense, no doubt. Um, you know. Uh, again, when you when you kind of compare our defense to their defense, very similar. We're probably a little bit better than the uh, than the Raiders' defense. So uh, maybe we can have a similar success on third down there, as far as it uh, it goes there with uh, with Mahomes. Um, said uh, Paul Robertson says the Chiefs spread the ball out uh, a lot and use many different types of receiver packages. Their whole receiver core will play snaps throughout the game, and you obviously seen the high targets for the running backs. They they're not afraid to check it down, run those angle routes, things like that as well. So mm-hmm. um, just something to keep an eye on now. As far as Kelsey, back to the original question, how do you cover him? Is I, The way I would approach it after looking at those numbers, Rasheed obviously probably going to be the biggest threat you have at wide receiver, but Travis Kelsey is still going to be the go-to guy, okay? Now, bracket coverage is going to be the key. The same mm-hmm. thing that we did there toward the end of the game on Keenan Allen, start to bracket him. What that means is basically you've got either a corner underneath and over the top, or you've got a corner on the outside and, and a defender on the inside. It could be a backer in the hole. It could be a, a robber safety, that type of thing. You want to kind of clamp down on him. Now, that's going to force single coverage in other aspects of the game. You've got to be aware of the running backs coming out of the backfield. So when you look at it from that perspective, if you don't go bracket coverage, and you play quarters, you're playing middle field open. One thing that they made a living off last year on their way to the Super Bowl, and I heard I heard people saying, well, the reason the Chiefs are so good is because their players buy into this offense, and Rodgers won't buy into our offense. That's the biggest crock of BS. I'm telling you right now, their offense is, Kelsey, if they're running two, if they're playing shell coverage, just get open. Mm-hmm. If they're running choice routes all day long, reading the DB, reading the backer, finding the soft spot, sitting down, Mahomes buying enough time to hit them. That was their offense last year. And the way that they would chew up those quarters' defenses, and it was funny hearing Greg Cosell talk about it, it's choice route digs. It's them getting to that second level, about the 10- to 12-yard mark, running a dig, and if they're playing with you know real heavy inside leverage, then just sit down and turn that into a curl. If they're kind of playing in your hip pocket, complete that dig and let Mahomes hit him across the middle. And and they brung it up. They were they were looking at Greg Cosell going, what are they doing? How are they beating this quarter coverage? And Greg Cosell was like, y'all act like this is something new. It's the way everyone's always beat quarter coverage. You attack the middle of the field. Like they're they're not doing anything special. They're just playing a little backyard-ish on those choice routes. So that's that's something else you got to look for. So if you go cover one man and bracket Kelsey, that's an option, but you're going to leave someone else, you know, somewhat single covered. And I worry about the backs coming out of the backfield with those check downs more than anything. Uh, make Sky Moore and MVS beat you, right? Take Try to take Rasheed away. Let's say, let's say that Jair Alexander is healthy and he plays, right? And he's 100%. Lord willing in the creek don't rise, that'll happen, right? Uh, 
you get him. And in many situations as possible, if you're going to play cover one man, like you've been playing a lot of here lately, then make sure he is on Rasheed, right? And then bracket cover our boy Kelsey, okay? And what that simply means is if you've got the corner out there on him and you're playing cover one hole, which means the linebacker's dropping in the middle of the field, then put that corner in outside technique and let that hole kind of cheat over and clamp him, right? That should be the way you kind of cover that. But, again, make Sky Moore and MBS beat you. Put put your worst defenders on them. If they beat you, oh, well, God bless them, mm-hmm. right? But play your numbers when it comes to that. Um, and, again, we kind of – Solidified all that by checking the receivers, uh, you know, ratings, their num- their numbers as far as SIS is concerned, all that stuff. Anything else you guys want to add to that Travis Kelsey slash Kansas City Chiefs uh, stopping their offense talk, Tim? Uh, no, no. I, uh, yeah. I Just to add to what you just said there, Clayton, I would be totally fine with our corners, uh, Valentine, Valentine on MVS and whoever's left, you know, I'm – I'm cool with that. That's no problem. I'll take that any day. Yeah, absolutely. Omer in the chat said, we will see Wednesday uh, news on Jair and Ford. We sh- we sure could use those guys, those two guys back versus Mahomes. Absolutely. And someone asked in here, what does the Chiefs injuries look like? I'm going to make a note here and try to remember so we can hit on that tomorrow morning for Good Morning Lambeau and, uh, and see if we can get kind of, if anything, try to find their actives and inactives uh, from the game today right that way we can kind of get an idea of okay how bad i got all i don't want to say happy i shouldn't say this but i got to be honest with you guys somebody in the chat earlier said kelsey heading to the locker room i went they were talking about jason kelsey so uh, (laughs) i'm not wishing ill will on anyone but i'm not going to bs you either and say that thinking that travis kelsey might miss time boy that would be that'd be a gift for the packers there's no doubt about that that wasn't the case though so um let's do this as we get ready to wrap this thing up Let's kind of go around the league real quick. You guys good with that? Yeah. Cool. We haven't done this before. So since we're obviously doing a show here on Sunday instead of a post-game show and uh, the Packers didn't play, excuse me, these were the scores from today's games. You had the Bills and the Eagles were tied at the time, but obviously the Eagles pulled that one out. They get the dub. The Ravens and the Chargers are going on. I believe right now it's three to nothing Chargers over Baltimore as it sits early in the first quarter. Um, the Falcons beat the Saints 24 to 15. The Giants beat the Patriots 10 to 7 in the toilet bowl there. Um, looks like the Patriots are probably going to it's 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 a two team race to the number 1 pick between the uh, between the Panthers and the Patriots as the Patriots are now 2 and 9. The Titans beat the Panthers, so the Panthers are now 1 and 10. They're leading that race for the number 1 pick. Um, you got the Jaguars over the Texans 24 to 21 in that AFC South matchup. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Bengals 16 to nothing out there in the rain in Cincinnati. Bengals now five and six. That's what mm-hmm. sticks out to me the most. Uh, Colts beat the Buccaneers. That helps the Packers today as they beat them 27 to 20. So the Bucks are now down to uh, a record of four and seven. Uh, the Rams beat the Cardinals pretty handedly 37 to 14. The Rams are now uh, five and six. So they're kind of on the Packers heels, although we do have the tiebreaker over them with that head to head matchup. When you hear us say tiebreakers, the first tiebreaker that comes into effect is if you played that team head to head this year, you know, if you beat them, then you've got the immediate tiebreaker. After that, I think it goes conference record, if I remember correctly. So uh, Broncos defeat the Browns. That was kind of a big surprise, that tough Browns defense. Uh, Sean Payton's got those Broncos uh, on the upswing, guys. Now that loss doesn't look so bad. That's um, uh, and this, this, again, I don't mean to dunk on people, 
But this is why when people go, oh, you need to look at DVOA, I'm going, that DVOA may mean something totally different by the end of the year. And at the time you put all your stock into that DVOA because you're playing bad teams, they go on a run, they end up being one of the best teams. It's, it's just funny to me that the same people that defend that DVOA are the ones that say, you know, when a team wins a Super Bowl, well, they weren't the best team. Okay, gotcha. They're holding the damn trophy, and they're not the best team. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then you got, uh, of course, uh, the Chiefs beat the Raiders 31-17, to came out on top there pretty handily. It was a lot closer than that score showed. I know we joke a lot about that sometimes, but it, it took late in the game for the Chiefs to kind of put that one away, so it's worth mentioning. Now, we say all that because Ryan Wood threw a tweet out here earlier today, and we can go back to the standings when I get your all's take as we wrap up. Ryan Wood said the Falcons beating the Saints is just another piece uh, giving the Packers some help. They're tied with both at five and six now, but they beat the Saints and lost to the Falcons. That's the first tiebreaker. Somebody has to win the NFC South. Green Bay wants that to be Atlanta, not New Orleans. So essentially what he's saying is if Atlanta wins the South and you end up with the same record as New Orleans, you beat New Orleans, so you get that tie, that head-to-head tiebreaker over New Orleans as you wouldn't have it because you lost to the Atlanta Falcons. It's definitely worth mentioning there. So uh, that's kind of how that sits when you look at the standings. Obviously, in the uh, NFC, you got the Eagles with the number one seed at nine and one. The Niners, number two seed at eight and three. The Lions, a number three seed at eight and three. Falcons, number four seed at five and six. Uh, Cowboys, the number five seed at eight and three. Vikings, the number six seed at six and five. The Seahawks, the number seven seed at six and five. And then, of course, the Packers sitting in that eight spot just outside of the playoffs as it sits right now at five and six. And the Rams at five and six, Saints at five and six. So with all that being said, Tim, as we get ready to wrap up, buddy, um, anything you want to hit on there? What comes to mind? We can go back to the around the league scores. We can uh, stay on these standings. Talk to me, man. I just think looking looking ahead here, if we're going to talk playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. We're talking <laughs> playoffs. Um <laughs> You know, the Packers have uh, the Hold ability. Hold on a uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about You get it in. Go ahead, sir. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, edit that part out where he says we got to win another game because we did yeah. that. Yeah, we, did we got that. that. We're, we're going to win another one on Put Sunday, on the too. That's uh-huh. right. That's right. <laughs> so, I, well, like I was going to say is just, you know, we have this ability to control our own destiny. Well, yes, we, we do need a little help. And we got some help this weekend, which is good. Um, but we need to take care of business, you know. We got a couple of uh, games on the schedule that, you know, they, they, they're cause for concern, um, in my opinion, just because looking at how we, you know, imploded against Atlanta uh, earlier in the year. You know, there's a lot of games we should have won that we didn't. Um, so when you look ahead to uh, obviously Kansas City is going to be tough. Now you see the Giants, the Bucks, and the Panthers right there, right? That that should be a th- uh, three three wins in a row easily right should be right (laughs) it should be right you know but i you know i look at that you know that tampa game i I don't know i don't know if i heard uh, baker mayfield got hurt today i don't know how serious but it's like you know that's tampa bay is one of those teams that you know you can't can't really take them for granted and think you're just going to get an easy win at home you know and um you know minnesota and chicago at the end of the year those we playoffs could start for us and you know week 16 for all intents and purposes. Um, but I'm just looking forward to the fact that we're in the hunt guys. We're in the hunt with a first year starter and a room full of rookies uh, banged up, injured, and we're still in the hunt guys. So, you know, I'll say this, it ain't how you start. It's how you finish. And it's all right in front of us right now. 
and this team is coming together. They're playing together. Guys are making fewer mistakes. Um, there's a chance we could go on an electric run here to close out this year. So go pack, go. I think it's still possible. And I will, I don't care what Jim Morris says. I'm talking playoffs until they tell me I can anymore. Cause we're still in it. <laughs> you call me anything you want, but don't tell me we're going to miss the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got Emilio talking. Oh, oh, man. We're, no, uh, I like I've been saying, all we need to do is go four and two. If we go five and one, we're definitely in, I would say. Um, but uh, looking at those standings, we got some help. Normally, we don't get the help. And uh, I really don't uh, I mean Seahawks play the Cowboys next. So we could be sitting in the wild card race next weekend. Um, if we win, they lose. It's I'd say we're in there and then we figure out what we got to do with the Vikings. But uh, like Tim said, we got three games that we need to take care of coming up. We already beat the third, you know, 3% right there for the Detroit. Uh, Kansas City's a sixth. And then uh, we got, uh, what's that, 32, 17, 31. So um, we are basically there. Uh, we lost some tough ones in early in the season, which I hope, you know, will help them learn from it. Uh, you know, being at that, that uh, Atlanta game, it was a tough one, man tough way to go tough way to lose and you know looking back on it they you know they're not great so it would have been nice to have that win but if they learned anything from the game that they can take forward with them that's all that matters you know as long as they can you know as long as they can take care of business and uh like uh, jennifer said if we can go six and oh i'll take it but uh, i think four and two and uh we're on the right track a little bit of help which we got some today we're, we're cooking Welcome to the posse, Jennifer. You're going to fit in great. I love yeah, it. I love, the, I love the positivity. Let's win out. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get hot and stay hot. Uh, you know, the only, the only uh, caveat to that is you get, you get hot here to close your season out. You're on a, you know, six game win streak and you go into the playoffs and it's like, okay, are we due for the loss now? You know, it's like, I almost rather would have a hiccup, <laughs> you know, in the next few weeks and then get hot, right. maybe uh, steal the Super Bowl here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Done it before. Could happen again. Yeah. I mean, e- but even if we lose to Kansas City, it's an AFC team. That would right. be our best bet. You know, that would be our best loss. I'd take five and one after that, no problem. And, yep. you know, just eat it on the chin. Hey, we're still learning. Second time, you know, Jay Love's played against Kansas City, and, and we'll go from there. But um, Oh, I, you I just reminded me. That's I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Here's, here's food for thought. So we're playing the Chiefs, right? So mm-hmm. – what was the only career start Jordan Love had prior to this year? Mm, it was the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. And that was a tough game that we ended up losing, but we did not get steamrolled by we the Chiefs. Not. And um, I got to think that QB1 is thinking back to that matchup last year as we head into this game. And, um, you know, the, the the nice thing is we're in the friendly confines of Lambeau Field this time, not on the road at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. So, uh just something to think about there, you know. I think uh, I don't think Jordan's going to be intimidated by by this Kansas City uh, defense. As good as they're playing right now, um, I think Jay Money's going to light it up. Yeah, no. To your point, Tim, he's been there, seen that, an Arrowhead with the chanting, and you know how much that stadium can rattle. Yep. Maybe he'll be at home. He'll be, you know, a 12, eleven games, twelve games under his belt. It's going to be exciting to see it. Definitely. Absolutely. So we got to. It just kind of hit me here. You know, we're going to finish on time, so we can't let that happen, right? <laughs> um, so 
We're going to do a quick little conspiracy corner for you guys. Uh-oh. All right, so let's key the music up. We'll we'll hit on uh, Jacob's conspiracy corner. Of course, some people we got new listeners going. Who the hell's Jacob? He'll be <laughs> back, and when he comes back, you will not be disappointed. But let's get into some conspiracy talk here. All right, so we actually had a tweet come out. All right, and I'm going to hit on it here. I got a video. Sorry, I lost it again when I saw Bill come out of the door. And then, (laughs) isn't it awesome, dude? I love it. Um, I'm going to share the screen here. We're going to Twitter. And I want to give this guy his uh, his due here. You guys can see this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At Michael Allen, NFL said, it isn't an NFL game day without a conspiracy theory. Be sure mm-hmm. to share this with, quote, that uncle. Of course, Jacob is that uncle. We all know. That. <laughs> this turducken was presented to Greg Olson to show the camera, but he went and destroyed it, not knowing it was the only one prepped. This is why Jordan Love didn't get a turkey leg. Now, I also heard another conspiracy that they had another turkey that was branded with the Detroit Lions symbol on it. All right. So my question to you boys is, is there anything to uh, to this right here? With, uh, In honor of John. With you got- Greg Olson over here. Just uh, looks like he's making love to this turkey with his hand here. But I don't know what the heck he's doing. Watching me throw the squash out the side. Let's just dig into the turkey. What are you doing, bro? Like, come on. If this was Jordan Love's turkey, and it's why he didn't get, you know, the turducken, I guess you could say, it's a shame, boys. It's an absolute shame. But what do you guys think? Is there anything to this, Tim? I, well, I don't know. They're why both. Did they not have a turkey leg for Jordan Love. A, a turkey leg. They had them stashed all around AT and T Stadium in Dallas for mm-hmm. God's sakes. What happened, I, I, Tim? I tell you, man. People around this league either love the Packers or they absolutely despise them. I, I I truly believe that. I don't think anyone lost any sleep over over what happened. Of course, we did. Um, it's sad. Uh, you know, it's kind of borderline disrespectful, you know, to, to, yeah. to, to the memory of John Madden in this tradition that we've had. And, um, you know, you got a first year starter, you know, first real big, big stage kind of game here, you know, Thanksgiving Day game. You're coming on the road, you're, you're banged up, you got limited weapons and you go out and have the game of your life. And there's, you know, the tradition ends with you. I, I don't know. Either way, if they didn't have two turkeys ready, fail. If they had two turkeys ready and they preemptively branded one with Detroit's logo just because, you know, the arrogance of thinking Detroit's going to win this game, that's a fail too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. do I think – That's right. That's exactly right, you know. And uh, what what would uh, John Madden say? Well, he, he not only rambled. Yeah, he not he only rambled, but he rumbled and stumbled. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, you know, I and I'm with you, Clayton. I've always leaned towards Fox. You know, Fox NFL crew is – always been um you know some of my favorites when it comes to uh you know the big networks covering i guess um you know sunday night football would probably be my second favorite but um you know and obviously you know this is not a knock on aaron andrews this isn't aaron andrews fault um she's absolutely stellar as a, a sideline reporter and um does a great job always so you know this is that behind the scenes thing these are producers these are production assistants these are people who may have dropped the ball here um and who knows there's the truth of what happened and then there's you know, what we're going to be told. Uh, I don't think we have gotten an actual legitimate explanation yet, which is uh, going to do nothing but fuel the conspiracy theories. Right. But um, either way, 
you know, I don't know if you guys saw Ramage. I think Ramage has got a, a little T-shirt campaign going. Fox, <laughs> Fox owes Jay Love a turkey leg. Yes. Um, I love it. Let's hashtag that. Let's get it going. Um, but I think at this point, I mean, what are they going to do to make good on this, right? The ship has kind of sailed, um, you know, unless they, you know, hand deliver a turkey to, to Jordan Love's locker this week or something. Right. I, don't, I don't know how you come back from that, but but it's sad, man. It really is. I honestly think that that would be worse, Tim, if they if they take it on the chin and go cook him up a turkey and bring it right to his locker after the Chiefs game. But they would do it at like, say we lose, they would do it right after that and be like, hey, Jordan, how you doing, man? Here's your turkey that we like. Dude, yeah. Are you kidding me? You can get no, it right. Which okay. is one of those coupons they used to give out, right? Where it's like a free 25 pound butterball turkey, right? Butterball, right. by the way, sponsor of the show. Um, Ham one of those that Jordan Love, let him take down to the, the, the Piggly Wiggly there in Green. They still get a Piggly Wiggly up there, Tim. I believe so. Yeah. I know we got a couple up. in Milwaukee still. I'm pretty sure there's Piggly Wigglies up here. Too. We had one growing up in Kentucky, man. Food City came through and put those jokers out of business quick, though. Let me tell oh, you. man. Red Moe in the chat said, Greg and his dirty bear hands all up in there. That's what she said. <laughs> Emilio, what happened I, to the turkey? I need your take here, man. I would have, if they branded that one, like you said, bring roll that thing out and let J-Love take a chomp out of that lion turkey. Because that's even better. We stomped him, and he takes a bite out of a branded lion's turkey. Are you kidding me? I, that is ideal. I was more mad that he didn't get a leg. So that might be a save, right? Maybe they made that up, right? Because think about it. If they branded that turkey, how hard would it be to to pull it out and just spin it the other way and not even film the or, or let just let Jordan Love like tear into the Detroit right. side, right? Right. But but even with Greg just peeling peeling the chest out, like. You're telling me we couldn't have saved the leg and put it in the, you know, just tin, in the tin tray. Like, I, it, just give him a leg. That's every video you see on Thanksgiving is somebody taking the bite out of the leg. So how how does it happen that we are the one team that didn't get it? You know, for the three wins, we were the only team that didn't get a leg. I'll tell you what, them lions can have the turkey, and we got the dub. Mmm, mmm. There you go. That'll preach. Paul Robertson said Greg Olson, Sean Stiller. Uh-oh. I love this too. Omer said it. And uh, Carly Ray said it to Turkey Gate. Turkey. I, I just absolutely love that, man. That's awesome. Um, so there you go, guys. The uh, the mystery continues. We don't know what happened with the turkey. Um, just blows my mind that it's just a missed opportunity. And Dak did it right, man. I, listen, I'm no Cowboys fan, but I love seeing Dak sweat pouring off of him, absolutely carving up the Washington commander football team whatever the hell they're called now and then jumps into the salvation army bucket pulls out a a turkey leg like i said sweat dripping down his face and he's gnawing on the turkey leg going back to the sideline talking to the coaches and was mm-hmm. eating the turkey leg george kittle gets to throw the turkey into the crowd for the san fran fans it's just a fun time fox dropped the ball on it man it sucks too because i love fox nfl sunday man love everything about it but they did man they dropped the ball they need one of these roadhouse up, fox Clean it up. Parting thoughts, Tim. Let's get out of here, man. Um, yeah, we're not gonna let a little turkey uh mess up our our vibe, right? Um, you know, we gotta continue to enjoy this this win. This um uh, it's been a while since we uh won on Thanksgiving. So uh we'll take it. And it's uh been a while since we beat the Lions, guys. So, you know, we didn't have turkey, we had lions uh for dinner on oh, Thursday. Man. So we'll we'll take that. That's okay. Um, no man, I'm excited. Uh good morning, Lambo tomorrow. Uh, make sure you guys hit the like button down here if you're liking what you see and uh, looking forward to um, breaking some more things down as we head into this week. Uh, Kansas City game coming up. I'm sure uh, Clayton, as we roll forward, we'll we'll start breaking down the 
the matchups and the grades. We'll get an injury report. We'll do all the all the fun stuff that uh, we're all here for. So just looking forward to learning more and uh, being along for the ride with you guys. Happy to be here. Definitely. Emilio, what you got, Bob? Tim said it too well, man. Uh, we, uh, like you said, we haven't beat the Lions. Let's live it up. Let's soak it in and uh, just keep cheering on this team. They're working. They're working. They're watching tape. They're, uh, you know, they're putting in the effort. But, uh, um, you know, everybody else here, everybody in the chat, they're putting in the effort. They're showing up. Their PTA posse is in full force. So you love to see it and you love the community we got, man. Definitely. Too old for this in the chat. We're going to end it with this. He said, quote, Jordan Love really enjoyed his turkey leg. End of quote. Carissa Thompson. <laughs> you guys don't know. She basically admitted to not talking to coaches before halftime and just making up stories on her reports. Like, oh, boy. it's uh, She fits in real well with the mainstream journalism crew. <laughs> absolutely she does. Absolutely. And we got some – this is the only thing we know to say to Carissa Thompson and everybody at Fox for missing the turkey. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off, then quit. <laughs> All right, we're out of here, guys. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Appreciate everybody in the chat. You guys were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Jennifer Wright, like I said, welcome to the PTA Posse. Glad to have you aboard. Um, for those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. We will be back first thing in the morning, uh, 8, 8, probably 8.30 Central, um, 9.30 Eastern for Good Morning Lambo. We'll find something else to talk about, maybe start breaking down the Chiefs a little bit deeper, according to PFF that type of thing. So as always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. The YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play into the alley.